Elon Musk's artificial intelligence startup XAI released its first AI model to a select group of users this past Saturday. This comes nearly a year after OpenAI's ChatGPT caught the imagination of businesses and users around the world, spurring a surge in adoption of generative AI technology. Musk co-founded OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, in 2015, but stepped down from the company's board just three years later. We're not wasting any time tonight, people, getting right into this first story from Reuters. Musk's XAI launches first AI model to select group. Quote, in some important respects, the new XAI model is the best that currently exists. Musk posted on his ex-social media platform. As soon as it's out of early beta, XAI's Grok system will be available to all X Premium Plus subscribers. X, formerly known as Twitter, rolled out two new subscription plans last week, a $16 per month Premium Plus tier for users willing to pay for an ad-free experience and a basic tier priced at $3 a month. The billionaire, who has been critical of big tech's AI efforts and what he calls censorship, said earlier this year that he would launch a maximum truth-seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe to rival Google's Bard and Microsoft's Bing AI. The team behind XAI, which launched in July, comes from Google's DeepMind, Microsoft, and other top AI research firms. Although X and XAI are separate, the companies work closely together. XAI also works with Tesla and other companies. Larry Ellison, co-founder of Oracle and a self-described close friend of Musk, said in September that XAI had signed a contract to train its AI model on Oracle's cloud. What's going on, everybody? Good evening. You are tuned into another episode of the Black Man Into the Wild podcast. You know, I'm blessed to be here with you all tonight. And as always, I'm blessed to have you here with me as well. The Black Man Into the Wild podcast was born in the Pacific Northwest and covers topics centered around the most disruptive technological advancements that are going to play a role in reshaping our society for decades to come. I started the episode off with a brief update on Elon Musk's plans for his artificial intelligence company, XAI. He recently also appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast, I believe for the third time now, talking about his motivations for buying Twitter in the first place, giving updates on the Tesla Cybertruck, and even discussing current strategies for populating Mars, making life multi-planetary. I've got an article here that I want to get through tonight. That's kind of related to Bitcoin. We're counting down roughly 190 days until the next Bitcoin halving. Some people argue that in order for Bitcoin to reach $100,000, a lot of, if not all of, the bad actors, the scammers, the Sam Bankman freeds of the world, they first need to be wiped out of the ecosystem. So we're going to identify a couple people tonight who, with their companies, may be next up on the chopping block. I also want to talk about this new Ritz-Carlton residences and hotel that officially opened its doors in downtown Portland last week. The $600 million development also includes office and retail space and a ground-level food hall. It's the first five-star hotel in Portland, and it's controversial, to say the least. But before we get into these stories tonight, as always, if you have not already, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like the video, and share with your friends. If you like what you hear, as a reminder, you can listen and download each episode of the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're streaming right now on all major digital streaming platforms, including Amazon Audible and the iHeartRadio Podcast Network. I appreciate your support. 
One-time crypto poster child Sam Bankman-Fried was last Thursday found guilty of defrauding customers of his now bankrupt crypto exchange FTX in a high-profile criminal case that rocked the industry. This story comes from Reuters. But he's not the only one in regulators' sights. As token prices plummeted last year, the sector saw other stunning meltdowns that put several industry moguls into authorities' crosshairs. Investigations are not necessarily an indication of wrongdoing, and charges may not result in convictions, as all the executives we're going to talk about here tonight have denied wrongdoing in the first place. <laughs> the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, the SEC, sued Binance and its CEO, Shengpeng Zhao, in June for allegedly operating a, quote, web of deception. Binance and Zhao were also sued by the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission in March for operating what the regulator alleged was an illegal exchange and a sham compliance program. The SEC alleged that Binance artificially inflated its trading volumes, diverted customer funds, failed to restrict U.S. customers from its platform, and misled investors about its market surveillance controls. The company has said that the SEC's lawsuit was unjustified by the facts, by the law, or by the commission's own precedent. Zhao, a billionaire who was born in China and moved to Canada at the age of 12, called the CFTC's complaint unexpected and disappointing and said it contained an incomplete recitation of facts. Besides Sam Bankman fraud and Shengpeng Zhao, we have Doquan, a South Korean national. Doquan co-founded Terraform Labs and developed the TerraUSD and Luna currencies. The market value of TerraUSD and Luna was once estimated at more than $40 billion, and their downfall precipitated a wider collapse in token prices. Quan faces multiple charges of fraud in the U.S., and was arrested in Montenegro earlier this year for allegedly forging documents, authorities said. The SEC has also filed civil charges against Quan and Terraform Labs, accusing the two of, quote, orchestrating a multi-billion dollar crypto asset securities fraud. Quan has denied foregoing documents, according to a Montenegrin court press release. In an October 30th court filing, Terraform said, the SEC is evidentarily no closer to proving that the defendants did anything wrong. Alex Mashinsky, the founder and former CEO of crypto lender Celsius Networks, company filed for bankruptcy in July 2022. He has pleaded not guilty to U.S. fraud charges that he misled customers and artificially inflated the value of his company's proprietary crypto token. In January, New York State's Attorney General sued Mashinsky, also alleging fraud. A lawyer for Mashinsky at the time said he denied those allegations and looks forward to vigorously defending himself in court. Mashinsky also faces lawsuits from the SEC and CFTC and the U.S. Federal Trade Commission that allege he touted Celsius as safe, even as the company took increasingly risky steps to deliver promised returns of as much as 17%. Now, the article goes on to name uh, a couple of more people here, Barry Silbert, Stephen Elric, Justin Sun, uh, the list goes on. Next, the Ritz-Carlton Portland's private homes top out at $9 million. From the Oregonian, owners of private residences for sale above the new Ritz-Carlton Hotel in downtown Portland will reside in rarefied air. At 460 feet above street level, People at the top of the glamour-driven tower can relish unobstructed views of the Cascade Mountains and Willamette River through their glass walls and from personal terraces. 
with more privileges than even the NBA stars staying in the hotel suites below, owners of penthouses on levels 34 and 35, and condos on levels 21 through 31 will have exclusive access to owners-only luxury spaces. Reservation preferences at the Tower's Belpine Restaurant on the 20th floor and perks at the pool and spa spanning the 19th floor. Owner and their guests will arrive through a special entrance, steps from valet parking, and will be guided to a dedicated high-speed elevator that bypasses offices on floors 3 to 7 and hotel rooms, the city's first five-star accommodations on levels 8 to 18. Round-the-clock concierge staff is on call to make sure an owner's everyday feels like a vacation, said Terry Sprague of Lux Forbes Global Properties. His agency is selling the Ritz-Carlton Portland's 132 private residences, which range from a $1.1 million one-bedroom condo on the 21st floor, which is under contract, to the Tahoma Penthouse at 550 Southwest 10th Ave, number 3503, with a finished asking price of $9 million. The hotel opened on October 31st, and homeowners are expected to move in later this year, said Sprague. Hotel and restaurant guests can mingle with owners at the lobby bar and in the ballroom on the second level, but entree to the owner's lounge and terrace on the eighth floor with personal wine vaults and a golf simulator is off-limits to others. So, I guess with that said, if you're thinking about traveling to Portland, book your stay at the Ritz. In other Portland news, Nike says employees must return to the office four days each week. Nationwide, the Wall Street Journal this month reported return-to-office rates in September climbed to their highest point since the pandemic. But it also reported efforts to get more employees back to the office haven't been effective at moving the rate higher. Intel, Oregon's largest corporate employer, told employees in May it wanted more balance between remote work and time in the office, including more face time among employees. But CEO Pat Gelsinger left implementation of the new policy to individual departments. Adidas, which has its North American headquarters in Portland, requires employees work from the office three days a week. It doesn't specify the days. Employees also get 10 days of remote work per year. Nike's return to office plans have been debated by employees, with some saying the company needs workers in the office to collaborate on new products and others warning the company risks losing employees if it takes away flexibility. Let me know in the comments. What do you prefer? Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of the Black Man Into the Wild podcast. Have a great night.